feisty, fearless, and fair. She's an Emmy-winning journalist from the White House to war zones, telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show. You had a great weekend. Boy, what a blockbuster day it was today on Capitol Hill. And I think this is the beginning of the end of Joe Biden's presidency. There is so much going on right now, and especially all the details that are coming out now, especially tied to Devin Archer. He finally goes on Capitol Hill after saying three times, no, I'm not ready. And then he comes and he confirms that indeed Joe Biden was on the phone close to a dozen times on a speakerphone when all these rogue individuals were in the room and that on numerous occasions, Hunter Biden introduced his dad And said, hey, everybody, I want you to meet my dad. Hey, dad, say hi, too. I mean, that's not normal. These are rogue individuals like the Burisma guy, like the former mayor of Moscow's wife, who is uh, an outlawed oligarch, if you will, or should be right now. There's a lot of questions tonight. And the fact that now we actually have somebody who was really, really good friends with Hunter Biden who was also a part of all these Burisma deals, and who was in the room and says, yeah, I was right there when these conversations took place. I heard Joe Biden on the speakerphone. I heard them talking. I also know that Hunter Biden was clearly brought in because he could have an impact, and for example, on the Burisma case, to influence U.S. policy, that they needed help in U.S. policy getting rid of this rogue prosecutor who, guess what? They got rid of him, and that prosecutor was investigating crimes within Burisma. He sensed that there was some really bad, unethical things going on at that Ukrainian oil and gas company. And, wow, lo and behold, Biden fires the prosecutor days later. And, again, we're referring to this meeting that took place at a very swanky restaurant in Washington, D.C., Cafe Milano. And at Cafe Milano, all these individuals were meeting, and Joe Biden was there in that meeting in person. So we can't say that he has never spoken to, never met Hunter Biden's business partners. That is a flat-out lie, and he needs to be able to come clean with the American public. This, to me, I think definitely inches things so much closer, and this looks so damning for now, the current president of the United States. And it pales anything that the Democrats are accusing President Trump of. They accuse President Trump of making an inappropriate call about investigating Joe Biden's corruption in Ukraine. And guess what? President Trump was spot on because clearly there's a lot of corruption going on and Joe Biden and his family appear to be right in the thick of it. Here is this guy, Devin Archer, 
who, again, has known Hunter Biden for a long time. He's also really close with John Kerry's family also as well. And he also, again, was the guy who was on the board of Burisma. So he knows where all those little hidden shell companies are that are moved from here to here to here. So the fact that he actually came in and testified and told the congressional committee that indeed, yeah, he overheard. He said, hey, let me go get my father on the phone. And that it was clear that he had to put Biden on because he was, quote, selling the Biden brand. That that was the brand. Those were direct words that apparently he used in the testimony. These were necessary. In other words, they never would have ever hired Hunter if it were not for the access to his father. And Devin Archer made that crystal clear today. And there are people that investigate pay-for-play schemes, influence peddling schemes, a whole bunch of stuff like that. And they all say what they saw and heard today is downright damning. And certainly enough that they have gone forward with cases. And I'm talking about former FBI guys and former other guys say, guess what? This is clear as day that this is something that absolutely this is like the way the mob works. Uh, let me put uh, the Godfather on and the Godfather will just say hello to you and basically tell you how you doing and that he's involved. You know, I mean, this is like clearly if you put all these pieces together, you put the suspicious activity reports, you put all these things and you put the fact that there's that FBI informant with that ND, that FD 1023 document where, remember, he says that there was five million dollars pressured by the Burisma guy saying that Joe Biden's team was pressuring him. Hunter Biden was pressuring him and that he has recordings as insurance. Why have we not tried to get those, you know, or at least have we not gotten access to them or are they buried like everything else that this Biden White House seems to touch? There are so many questions tonight. Here is John Solomon, the great investigative journalist from Just the News, uh, summing up a little bit of what Devin Archer testified to today. Take a listen. Devin Archer, first off, confirmed that Joe Biden did, in fact, get on the phone calls more than 20 times with Hunter Biden's business associates and partners, including, and he also had dinner one time with a bunch of them at the Cafe Milano in D.C. This completely undercuts the storyline that Joe Biden gave us all through the 2020 election. And quite frankly, just a few weeks ago, he was still holding to that line in the face of a lot of contrary evidence. And here is also where John Solomon says, let's sum up the issues and the contradictions from what the Joe Biden public face says to what's really going on privately. Take a listen. The four major stories that Joe Biden told the American public to get his job in 2020 were my family never got money from China. They did. I never met with any of my Hunter Biden's business partners. He did. The laptop was uh, disinformation. It wasn't. It was very real. And I didn't know anything about my son's business dealings. If he was talking to the business partners 20 plus times and having dinner with them, of course, he knew some of the things he knew. They were the business partners. Uh, Joe Biden's four primary uh, things he said to deflect all this, to turn away what Donald Trump was using as an attack line. They weren't true. And they're very personal. When a, when a president looks into the camera and says something that's not true, that really stings the American people. I think that's the big thing here. There's not much doubt now that Republicans will be able to say with some confidence, Joe Biden has been lying to you. And the question now is, 
Why? Is there something worse than these things that we've now proven? That'll be the next step of the investigation. Yeah. Why is he not telling the full story? If you have nothing to hide and you met your son's business associates, you say, yeah, I met him, you know, but I didn't have anything to do with it or, you know, or I met him and we spoke briefly and I wish I hadn't met him. And I told my son not to get involved in any of these things. He's never said any of those things. It defies common sense. There are just so many layers to this that it's just not logical. And anybody else listening is going to go, uh, that doesn't sound right. A father who's so close to the son doesn't want to say this happened, doesn't want to say this. Why is he lying to the American public? Why else just come out and say, yeah, I met my son's business associates. I told my son he should stay away from these kind of people. You never hear him say that because he clearly didn't. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. And here is Congressman Bob Good. Take a listen to what he says he believes is now on the precipice of American history. Well, as you know, this is about uh, President Biden. It's not about Hunter Biden. He is small potatoes. He's a side issue. He's a distraction. He made the be the vehicle through which uh, the Biden crime family operated or the president was involved in these corrupt business dealings. And as you know, we may be on the verge of the biggest political scandal in the history of the country. Certainly not in modern times has our own president been accused of bribery, perhaps even treason, corruption, influence peddling. What did the Biden family do in exchange for millions of dollars uh, to, from foreign entities from Ukraine, uh, China, Russia, Romania, and so forth? And how has it impacted policy? So we, what we would have liked, what I would have liked to ask Mr. Archer is, what did the president know? When did he know it? How involved was he? How many times was he included in these phone calls? What was his input and involvement? What did he, what did Mr. Archer see? What did he hear? What did he observe? What was his firsthand witness account? Absolutely. And here is the most interesting, I think, comment of the day. Congressman Dan Goldman, Democrat from New York, comes out. He was in the meeting when they were questioning for four hours Devin Archer. And this guy, first off, he's not as smart as Adam Shifty Schiff because he comes out and he basically, first off, confirms to everybody that, yeah, um, Devin Archer did say, yeah, that Joe Biden was on the speaker phone and was a part of all these different calls. So that was like, oh, wow, OK, that was the first confirmation we had. But he says he wants us to believe that he was basically just niceties, just saying, you know what? Um, how's the weather, son? How you doing? So I guess he needed 20 phone calls to clarify the weather. Is there anybody who actually believes that? But listen to what Congressman Dan Goldman, because this is the Democratic line of how they're trying to pretend that Devin Archer's testimony was not damning. Take a listen. Doesn't it contradict the president's statement saying that he never talked to any of Hunter Biden business associates? Clearly he talked, whether it's about the weather or whatever, but he said specifically that he's never talked to them. Doesn't this contradict that? I don't know what his comment is, and if we're going to... Well, I don't, I don't think that's what he said. He never said that he has never spoken to anyone. He said that he had nothing to do with Hunter Biden's business dealings. If he says hello to someone that he sees his son with, 
Well, is he supposed to say, hi, son? Oh, no, I'm not going to say hello to the other people at the table or the other people on the phone. It's kind of a preposterous premise to think that a father should not say hello to people that the son are at dinner with. The son is at dinner with. And that is literally all the evidence is. Actually, that's not correct, Congressman Dan Goldman. Take a listen. Here is Joe Biden saying he never spoke to his son about business. Not that he was never in business. That's the new spin from the White House. But there's guess what? In this day and age, there's tape over and over and over and over again. There's about 20 of these. But here's just one of them, Congressman. How many times have you ever spoken to your son about his overseas business dealings? I've never spoken to my son about his overseas business dealings. I have never discussed with my son or my brother or anyone else anything having to do with their businesses, period. And what I will do is the same thing we did in our administration. There will be an absolute wall between personal and private uh, and, and, and the government. Do you stand by your statement that you did not discuss any of your son's overseas business? Yes, I stand by that statement. Yes, I stand by that statement over and over and over again. The Democrats are not being truthful. The White House is not being truthful. And it, it just asks the question, why? one 800 And I'll take your calls when we come back. The Rita Cosby Show. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. It's the Rita Cosby Show. Well, Hunter was living life in the fast lane. He might still be doing it for all we know. Uh, And it sure looks like it was a Biden enterprise. And this was really a dramatic day. The fact that a former best friend, former business associate who was on that you know rogue Burisma board, uh, that here he was sitting there telling Congress, according to all sides, that Joe Biden was on the phone, on the speakerphone. Of course, the Democrats are spinning it that he was talking about the weather, maybe talking about his bowling game or something like that. But it's awfully interesting that it was during the time when it was all these rogue individuals and individuals who were trying to get access and who paid millions upon millions of dollars. It defies logic. Let me just put this to you. If somebody's going to pay you tons of money and we're talking millions of dollars, you know what? They're expecting you to deliver. And then they give you another payment. Maybe it means you delivered. And guess what? On the Ukraine deal, the timing is so suspect. They have this meeting. And then days later, Joe Biden goes to Ukraine. And that famous moment when the Council of Foreign Relations, son of a bee, uh, I've got that guy fired. Remember, he's bragging about it on video. He got that guy fired. This is who they wanted fired because that guy was investigating Burisma. And there are reports that other people didn't want in the administration, this guy to be fired. But Joe Biden did for some reason. Could it be ka-ching, ka-ching, ka-ching? That looks so bad. And the timing looks so suspect. Money goes into the son's account and others' accounts. 
I'm curious, too. Did Devin Archer also reveal some LLCs where the money came from? Apparently, today we heard from Comer that he also was talking with him about new bank accounts that he got. Uh, and it was Kazakhstan. It was also Ukraine, as we know, Russia, but Kazakhstan for the first time we heard about. So it sounds like there were some offshore accounts. And boy, uh, the dam is really uh, bursting at the seams right now. This looks so bad. And if you put all these pieces together, you could make a very damning case against the current president of the United States. Here is Jonathan Turley, who's really pretty measured when you, you when you hear him all the time. One of the top constitutional scholars. This is what he had to say after hearing about Devin Archer's testimony today. There was a, an exchange where, where Hunter Biden said, we're the best at this effectively, and they are. And you can see that in how this influence peddling scheme was developed. No money has to go directly to the president. There's lots of ways to benefit the Biden family. Uh, but the one thing that we can't do is just walk away. We have to find out the full story here. I think this is is shaping up to be one of the greatest corruption scandals in in the history of Washington. And that is saying a lot. Wow. That is an enormous statement coming from a guy who's often very measured with his words. Uh, Let's go to Tony. Line four. Tony, your thoughts. Hey, Rita Cosby. I'm with uh, Jonathan Turley. I think this is a case that's stunning. Everything's here. And I'll tell you what we need. Because even in a case like Watergate, and I've heard other people talk about this case today, we need a special counsel. And I'll tell you why. Because even the judge, Narika, had to, had to dig out and find out, oh, you, you, you traded, or where did you, you, you dealt with China? Oh, did, is that a foreign agent's registry thing? So I think some of this for, the, for this moment is too big for the committee itself. I think they need to have their own committee, Rita, and I think they need a special counsel, an independent counsel who can pull it all together legally. Now, by the way, Thank Tony, you. you just hit the key word. Um, the key word is independent. And, that, right. and that's why there's a division. A lot of people are saying, yeah, there should be a special counsel. But then there's a lot of others who are saying, and the reason is... Um, Think about right now, you've got a pit bull special counsel who's investigating President Trump on all the document stuff like he can't he can't uh, there isn't he went after the maintenance guy. The maintenance guy was in court today, as you know, uh, you know, Carlos de Oliveira. Um, I'm waiting for the Domino's pizza guy to get called in. You know, it's like everybody else is getting called in. Right. And then you got the guy who this DOJ appointed because remember, they appoint the special counsel probably the most docile guy in the world, or he's following orders from Garland, uh, who hasn't, we haven't heard a peep out of, the guy investigating Biden. So the problem is, with a special counsel, if you don't trust the DOJ, which, quite frankly, I do not trust Garland. He's been terrible. It's been so politicized. You can't trust he's going to put someone really independent, which is maybe why, quote, an impeachment inquiry, not an impeachment yet, but an impeachment inquiry to do the investigation Maybe has a little more neutrality or at least independence or at least oomph behind it. Your thoughts real quick, Tone. I think we need somebody to get the rest of the pieces that we need put together. Yeah, 1000%. You're right. And maybe they, by the way, maybe then they can bring out some independent, uh, you know, prosecutors and investigators. 
This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. is on. The Rita Cosby Show presents Back the Blue. And in tonight's Back the Blue segment, which I love doing every night here on the Rita Cosby Show, where we honor our great law enforcement and their families, a really powerful story coming from El Mirage, Arizona, where two El Mirage police officers jumped into action to save a toddler from drowning, and it happened just a few days ago. Within minutes of their arrival, the two officers, Officer Tyler Winger and Officer Garen Durandi, immediately began tending to the two-year-old girl who was pulled from the backyard pool. The officer's body cam showed the two sprinting inside the home. Where is she at? Bedroom, 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 another person yells as Winger runs to the back bedroom. He finds the little girl lying down, struggling to breathe. Winger immediately begins chest compressions, and the toddler starts to move slightly. There she is. Hey, sweetheart. You can hear him talking to her as she is trying to keep her eyes uh, slightly, slightly open. But you could tell finally she does. And she starts to cry, and there are tears of joy on both of the officers' faces. The officer, uh, Rondé, also continues patting her back. She begins crying some more and spitting up water. And, of course, that is a sigh of relief. Well, the El Mirage police chief said, thanks to the quick response of our officers, a child's life was saved. The relentless life-saving efforts by the officers shows their dedication to protecting the lives of our community members. What a beautiful story with, thank goodness, a happy ending after all of that. And what a dramatic moment. It just shows how difficult every single day is never the same for our men and women in blue. And it's so important that we appreciate everything that they do. I want to play, uh, this is cut number 20. This is Jonathan Turley, again, constitutional scholar. This is his take on this stunning testimony today from Devin Archer behind closed doors. Take a listen. You can deny most anything, but the American people are not being fooled. The polls you know, really indicate that. They see this for what it is. I mean, it is corruption. The question is, what did they get for their money? Not just what they thought they were getting, but what they might have gotten for their money. We have to find those answers. And Jonathan Turley says it is now clear to the American public that Joe Biden has not been honest. Now that Devin Archer has testified saying he was in the room when these calls happened. It's not a second, third hand. It's not a made up. He was there in the room. And even the Democrats came out and had to admit that these calls did indeed happen. And who's in the room? Oh, it just happens to be these rogue officials, the Burisma guy, also the former mayor of Moscow's wife. Well, by the way, it's interesting. She wasn't declared to be on the sanction list. It's kind of interesting. He went after all these people. But what a surprise. They didn't go after her or her husband. Isn't that interesting? 
And somehow they were also paying Hunter Biden. Surprise, surprise, surprise. Here is Jonathan Turley. Well, what we now know, quite frankly, is that the president has been lying. I mean, he lied during the presidential campaign. He lied as president when he had his staff repeat that he had no knowledge, uh, no interaction with these business dealings. That's clearly false. I mean, the, the, these are accounts of almost two dozen calls made with these associates, some of whom are the most corrupt figures in Europe. Uh, where the vice president would call in. That's the point of influence peddling. When Archer says that he was there to sell the brand, the brand is influence peddling. And Joe Biden is the object of that influence peddling. And so you need to show that you will have access, that he's just a phone call away. And earlier today on Cats and Cosby, I was talking to Judge Richard Weinberg former judge here in New York for a long time. And he said, this is classic sort of mob. It really is that there are so many times that they would go after a mob case and they would say on the call, ah, yes, it's really great to meet you. Uh, And you think like uh, the Godfather is going to be sitting there. Okay, I'm going to give you this. I'm going to give you that. And they're going to say that not knowing exactly everybody that's in the room, but saying, oh, it's really nice to talk with you. Great. Great. Oh, yeah. Yeah, wonderful. I, I see that you're looking for help here. Or, you know, uh, how's the weather? Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. I, I mean, what does it? It defies logic. There is no way that you can tell me that Joe Biden just didn't say, uh, son, what are you doing in the room with these Ukrainian, uh, you know, people that are dealing with, you know, corrupt companies? What are you in the room with this woman who's a former mayor of Moscow's wife? What are you doing in the room with the CCP businessman, Chinese businessman? What do they all have? They are all from countries that are desperate. They are all from countries that don't necessarily like America. They're all from countries that have massive corruption. And guess what? They're willing to pay a lot of money to try to change that around and curry favor with the United States. And guess who they had a good access to? Joe Biden through Hunter Biden. And that's why today was so absolutely damning. Because again, this wasn't hearsay. This was someone who was in the room and he said, I heard X. I heard him on the speakerphone. And he also was at the dinner meeting. It, you know, what is Joe Biden going to say? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hi, everybody. What is he talking about? The weather in Ukraine or the weather in Moscow that day? And he wouldn't say, hey, son, uh, who are these people? And even on just the surface where he has told the American public and he said it during the debates. Remember when he was running against President Trump, he said the laptop is all Russian disinformation. That's not true. He said, you know what? This letter of 51 intel people that somehow randomly just kind of came up here. Clearly, it wasn't just randomly. That was the impression he gave the American public. He also has tried to basically diminish the 1023. Remember, the Democrats came out to nothing there. Turned out it was something there. So I hate to say it. I don't believe what Dan Goldman's saying whatsoever. And even what he said is downright damning for Joe Biden because he has clarified and confirmed that Joe Biden was on these calls. What father in his right mind doesn't say, son, what are you doing in the room with these people? The first time, don't you ever put me on the phone with a Ukrainian corrupt businessman. You realize I'm handling Ukraine policy. 
I mean, if you are an honest broker, that's what you say to your son. You say, son, don't put me on the phone and you shouldn't be in business with these people. I'm doing policy for the United States of America. I'm the vice president of the United States. Don't you ever put me on the phone again. And don't you ever put me in that position again. I'm doing independent policy. That should have been his answer. You get off that board immediately. These guys are corrupt. They're being investigated. But sure enough, he didn't do any of these things. And sure enough, he absolutely talked to them on the phone. That's why this is damning. I have covered a lot of impeachment inquiries and a lot of investigations against president. This is the worst I've seen in my modern career. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Pete. Line two. Pete, your thoughts. Hey, Pete. Pete. Pete, oh my God, Pete, you got to learn how to stay up past whatever. Let's go to Dom while Pete uh, Pete uh, gets a, maybe a no-dose or something like that, or get some caffeine. Pete, uh, go ahead, Dom, oh my God. Did I hear Pete snore? I think phone? we did. I think so. That's the first <laughs> time I've heard somebody fall asleep on this show, but go ahead. Wow, wow. <laughs> You know, I, you, you know, know what? He must have gotten up early to listen to uh, Devin Archer today to try to see uh, what that, was going to happen. Uh, <laughs> so I have sympathy for him for that. <laughs> you know, the Biden crime family makes Hillary Clinton look like Mother Teresa. You know, um, Donald Trump, you know, as, as far as I can tell, Donald Trump should take out a 30 second ad that says, I got impeached for one phone call. But Biden made 20, and son of a B, he's still the president. Yeah, isn't that amazing? <laughs> isn't that amazing? It's amazing. Now, what do you make of this, Dom? Just the whole policy and the fact that, first off, uh, you know, I woke up early, too, so that's why I have sympathy with Pete, because I was curious to see, first off, if Devin Archer was going to show up, because yeah. the heat was on him, Dom, not just, you know, not just in relation to all of these things, um, you know, with what he was saying. But there was that yeah. letter that came from the Justice Department this weekend. And you know? I could. Yeah. And I could not believe that Democrat who was sitting in on this meeting, uh, David Arnold, whoever he was, uh, he came out. And oh, Dan Goldman, as, Dan Goldman. Yeah, Dan, he was as, as bad a liar, I think, as as uh, Joe Biden. I couldn't believe what, what was coming out of his mouth. You know, it's like I, I'm, I'm hoping They'll make a liar out of him, too, because I think the whole Democratic Party is in shambles now because they don't know where to go. They're they're like a cornered beast and they all have to lie. They don't have a choice. Unfortunately, that's where we are with that party right now. But uh, but, but Dom, because, what are they going to say? I mean, I'm just yeah. I'm just playing devil's advocate with you, like because now they know that the guy said and the transcript is coming out, by the way, later this week. Um, mm-hmm. so, so they know that that's going to come out. All they have to say is that, oh, this was, you know, uh, this, he was just saying, hi, how's the weather? It's this, it's that, you know, so, so he has to try to come up with some reason that he's on the phone. That's not as detrimental as the real reason, you know? Yeah. And, and that's, that's, that's really sad. I mean, it's, it's, it wouldn't be, it would be sad if it wasn't funny, I mean, it wouldn't be funny if it wasn't sad because this look at the look at where we are in our country right now. Uh, you know, we're supposed to be the beacon of hope for the rest of the world. And the whole world is laughing at us in terms of how we are dealing with this politics. That's that's what makes me sad. 
Yeah, it makes me sad too. And, and, and you know what? They're sitting there going, what's going on with America? I have so many, you know, friends overseas and they're like, what is going on in your country, Dom? They're seeing now, of course, the current president who looks like he's about to be on the verge of an impeachment inquiry of some sort. Um, after, especially after today's news. And then you've got his front runner, the former president, who has, you know, 40 counts, federal counts, and the New York counts, and more coming maybe even this week. I mean, this has never happened in American history where you've had either, uh, you know, a, a sitting one uh, who is running again, um, all these things going on, and, an, an you know, and now an indicted one and more to come. I mean, this confluence of events is historic, but also really sad, just like you said. They're shaking their heads going, what is going on with this country? Um, and, and I don't know if short turn how you turn it around. Um, you know, but, but I do think how, wherever the truth lies on all of these things, that's where it needs to go. Cause that's the important thing. The American public, we all deserve the truth. That's, that is the bottom line. Uh, Dom, I love you. Thanks so much. Great call. Let's go to Mike. Line three. Mike, your thoughts. Well, I'll tell you, uh, Rita, uh, the first caller, I get a kick out of her. She, she, you know, she reminds me of Fran Dressler. But a special counsel has to be, uh, you know, um, has to be involved in this whole thing. Shell companies, um, Hunter's friend from Burisma, tape recordings. And you're exactly right, Rita, what you said about Joe Biden, you know, with his ice cream cone or without it, whatever. Hey, son, why are you talking about me and putting me on the phone? You know, I'm dealing with uh, Ukraine. I'm dealing with them. But they don't they don't care. You know, they'll continue to lie. And Hunter, you know, uh, will continue to be uh, devious like his old man. And I can't wait until this whole thing finally unravels where, you know, he's going to um, he's going to be impeached. And all your years, Rita, in um, in politics, corresponding this and that, something you've never, never seen. And countries like the last call, a good point, you know, uh, all around the world. Uh, they're laughing at us, a laughing stock, because he, he is uh, Biden, the jellyfish. I've said it on your show. He's got no spine. And he's just worried about, you know, he'll continue to maintain, oh, I never had uh, any discussions with my son. Um, and I still get a kick out of the uh, uh, press secretary, White House correspondent. Isn't she Isn't she great? I mean, it's like they're mirroring each other. You mean the uh, press secretary, to- right? The press secretary, Corinne Jean-Pierre? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what? I feel sorry for her, Mike, because what is she going to say? You know, I wonder, A, what they're telling her or what they're not telling her. And either way, can you imagine your job being right now? Go out there and make Joe Biden look like a competent, moral man. You know, (laughs) you go. She needs a raise. Don't you think, Mike? Yeah, she needs a raise. And truth, I've said on your show, I'll say it again, Rita. Truth is stranger than fiction. You can't make this stuff up. And it's just a matter of time before the feces hits the fan. The feces. That's a new one. The feces hitting the fan. Thanks so much, Mike. We're going to continue your calls, everybody. 1-800-848-9222. How bad was today for Joe Biden? And do you think this is the beginning 
of the Republicans saying, hey, soon there will be an impeachment inquiry. Already, we heard from the House Speaker, Kevin McCarthy, saying that that was a potential, that it was rising closer to that level. Uh, I think it skyrocketed today. 1-800-848-9222. It's the Rita Cosby Show. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. This is the Rita Cosby Show. defies logic that suddenly we now know that Joe Biden was put on the phone for multiple conversations with these rogue leaders. Listen to Karl Rove because the Democrats are like, oh, he was just on there uh, talking about the weather. Uh, Meanwhile, he's meeting all these rogue officials from Ukraine, from China, from Moscow. And suddenly millions upon millions of dollars are flowing into the family. Uh, Is that the kind of relationship you think you have with your father? And then he had access to his father's account. Remember, he accidentally, when he was high as a kite, uh, sent um, actually money from a Russian hooker uh, to a Russian hooker, rather, from Biden's account. What was he doing with access to his father's account? That's another weird thing, too. But listen to how Karl Rove explains it. I think pretty eloquently, and it just makes common sense. Think about this. Why did Burisma hire Devin Archer? Because he was close to a longtime political associate of and bagman for the then sitting U.S. Secretary of State John Kerry. Why did they put uh, Hunter Biden on the board? Certainly not an expert in Ukraine, knows nothing about the natural gas business, has never been a part of a corporate governance structure. Why did they hire him? Because he is a son of the sitting vice president of the United States. There is a direct connection between Biden, the Joe Biden and Hunter Biden, their father and son. Look, I used to spend some time in Central Europe, the old Soviet empire. And one of the one of the gifts left by the Soviets is an aura of corruption. If you had problems with the with the government of Kiev or Warsaw or Bratislava, you hired an American. And what better Americans to hire uh, for Burisma to hire than this than the buddy of the sitting vice president, uh, excuse me, secretary of state and the son of the sitting vice president of the United States. There was corruption right from the get go. And the fact that the vice president, then vice president, now president thinks that's his to advantage to say, I never talked to my son about his business, he should have talked about him and said, son, you're involved in a corrupt company. I'm in charge of the policy of the United States government to discourage corruption in Ukraine. And you're embarrassing me. You and Devin Archer ought to get the heck out of there. And instead, we had this mealy mouth explanation by Goldman that, oh, we never saw him making talking about business deals. Well, what the heck was he doing on the phone? What do you think Hunter wanted him on the phone for? To say, remember, my dad is the vice president of the United States. I'm a big dog. He's a big dog. Do business with with us. That's exactly what it was all about. And Devin Archer said he was selling the brand and the brand was obviously Joe Biden. He also made it clear none of these individuals would have done business with Hunter Biden, brought him in, paid him the millions upon millions of dollars if Joe Biden was not involved.
Uh, Let's go to Jacqueline, line one. Jacqueline, your thoughts. This was a big one today. Rita, it's like the saying goes, they don't catch the smart ones. They only catch the stupid criminals. So far, the Bidens got an F in money laundering, and they also got an F in covering their ASSs. Doesn't surprise me. I've been saying for the past two years, when Joe Biden's mouth is moving, he's lying. Yeah, I mean, it's just inconceivable. I, by the way, I thought also um, Carl Rove just laid it out actually pretty eloquently. What father who is so close to his son, Jacqueline, would say, oh, yeah, hun, it's OK that I'm talking to these rogue leaders. I'm the vice president of the United States involved in policy of these areas. Um, it's OK. You can put all these criminals on the phone with me. No worries. I mean, it defies logic. I mean, what, hey, not even just a, a normal person, let alone the vice president of the United States, Jacqueline. It's as you said, Rita, if he was a decent individual and if he was a, a consummate professional, he would have said to his son, how dare you put me on the phone with these individuals? Don't you dare do that to me again. Yeah. And, and son, get off those boards. Don't take a dime. Don't do this. Instead, he says, I know nothing. He does the Sergeant Schultz defense. I have no idea. And now we know that he was on the phone at least 20 times and in person as well. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Feisty, fearless, and fair. She's an Emmy-winning journalist from the White House to war zones, telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show. I know your name is Rita, because your perfume is smelling sweet. Since when I saw you down on the And later on in this hour, we are going to talk about what's going on in New York City. It is being overrun by migrants. There is this shelter that's basically supposed to be the processing center. It's really the Roosevelt Hotel in New York City. And this is part for the course of a lot of major cities across this country. But what's happening essentially in New York at this Midtown Manhattan Hotel is there are too many migrants. There's not enough room to process them. So they're basically sleeping out on the streets. I mean, this is amazing. This is 2023. This is one of the biggest cities in the world by far, New York City. And the processing center is busting at the seams. And migrants are saying, hey, wait, 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 where's our free phone? Uh, Where's our free housing? Where's our free this? They're angry. They're upset. And they're sleeping outside of the hotel. And most of them are single adult males, not necessarily the women and kids, like we were all told. And they're just, pro- they're upset. Remember, there was the one outside the Watson Hotel, which was another midtown New York City location. And what happened there was the same thing, that the guys didn't want to give up the rooms to the families, that there wasn't enough room, and they were being moved to homeless shelters, and that wasn't good enough for them. They did not want to leave the hotels because the hotels have, guess what, they have room service, they have all these cushy things, and they say that's what they are basically do. So welcome to calling it a sanctuary city. That's what you get when you tell people it is a sanctuary city and come on in. And now you're wondering, boy, I wonder why they all came here. 
Maybe because you flashed a big neon sign. And obviously the Biden administration isn't doing anything. They have basically told New York City, sorry, we're not going to really give you any money. It's your problem. Even though they're the ones who created the open borders and they still have an open border. And yet also New York City, when they go to the Biden administration, they've been asking for help. They're asking for money. I'd love to hear them saying, please close the border. Could some New York officials, could some liberal officials across this country have the guts and the courage not just to criticize the president about a lack of funds, but what about just close the border and at least start there and then try to track down all these millions of people that you let in that you have no clue who they are or their criminal history. But here is New York City Mayor Eric Adams making this vow not that long ago, uh, and I think he's going to have to eat crow. Listen to this one. I can assure you that this city is not going to look like other cities with their tents up and down every street. Well, it looks like he's wrong about that because already they are staying outside of the hotel. And by the way, I will tell him he's correct. He's Maybe they're not tents. They're cardboard boxes, like, you know, how the homeless people stay in the cardboard boxes, kind of make it a a makeshift boxed home. That's what they're doing. And that's what they're doing outside this hotel, because it is overrun with migrants, even though we are spending over nine million dollars a day on housing migrants in New York City, now totaling 100,000 that we know of. Imagine the numbers that we don't know of. So we're going to talk about that later on in the hour. It is so troubling. It is so concerning. And it's happening to so many cities across this country. New York is just one of many examples, but there are many of them going on today across this country because of all of these liberal leaders' policies saying, come on in. And then you'll wonder why they actually come and say, God, this sounds like a pretty good place. I get free this. I get free that. I get a free four-star hotel. I get a free this. No wonder. And it is so frustrating because what's happening, too, is that they're clearing out some of the homeless shelters. Some of the people that are American citizens no longer have space there. There's supposedly, I think it's about 60,000 homeless residents in New York City. There's 100,000 migrants. And guess who's getting the priority? Does that seem right to you? It doesn't to me. And this is a downright crisis. And the red flag should have been waved a long time ago. They should have said this is a trouble. The minute they said there's an open border and the first bus came to New York, that's when New York should have spoken out. But it was okay when they thought that it was manageable and they thought that they would get help. They didn't mind them coming here. They just wanted the money and the funds to keep doing it. And if they got the money and the funds, they would do many, 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 many more. And yet you hear nothing about closing the border. Please ask our president, who is the leader of your party, to stop the flow of migrants coming into this country, because it's not just New York. It is every city across this country. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Meantime, we are talking about Devin Archer's testimony, which was downright damning today. He is, of course, the former business partner of Hunter Biden, longtime friend also. He's buddies with John Kerry. He also, by the way, And he talked about this, we're hearing from reports tonight, as more details are coming out about his testimony, because it was behind closed doors. 
we are supposed to get a full transcript or at least maybe something might be redacted for intelligence purposes or security reasons. But most likely, almost all of it will be made public later on this week. Technically, they just have to show both sides and they'll release it. The Republicans certainly want it out at any moment. The Democrats may try to slow it down. Um, but it'll be interesting to see exactly what he said about these meetings, about these calls. But we're hearing tonight that Devin Archer did indeed say that he also met with Joe Biden a number of times, including at the White House. So he has these meetings soon after Hunter's on the board, soon after Joe Biden changes policy on Ukraine and gets rid of the prosecutor and is the one who's in charge of Ukraine relations. What is he doing with the son who's at the helm of all this? I mean, there are just so many questions tonight. And now we know from Devin Archer that he testified exactly like people were reporting. From day one, people were like, oh, let's see if this guy actually testifies to this. Well, he has now. So the Democrats definitely will have to eat crow because it is now not just hearsay, but it's someone who actually was in the room, says these are some of the calls. And the Democrats want us to believe that, oh, it was just niceties. It was just always about the weather. That was all. There was nothing else to it. It's just him calling up to see how his son is doing. That is such a bunch of hogwash. You put all these pieces together, and it is a damning picture. Here is Congressman Andy Biggs uh, talking about Devin Archer today. On the phone calls, um, Dan Goldman told us that all of the times that Joe Biden was put on speakerphone or showed up at a dinner, there was always niceties nothing about business yeah, but 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 he probably forgot to tell you that Devin Archer himself said that was an implication of of who the big guy is. I mean, and and, and Archer talked about the big guy and and how Hunter Biden always said we need to talk to my guy. We need to see when my guy is going to be here and those types of things. And those types of things. Also, James Comer also spotlighted over the weekend the fact. Listen to this. Right before Devin Archer is finally about to testify, he's already canceled three times before this committee. Needless to say, he was nervous. There are reports, too, that he was in hiding prior to this, that he was also worried for his safety, his family's safety. There's a lot on the line. So that's interesting, too. He was very concerned based on the secrets and the comments that he knows. We are also told when I talked to John Solomon earlier today, he was saying that the FBI has documents that Devin Archer has that have been locked up basically since 2016 in some storage facility that the FBI has copies of it. Where are these copies? Where Where is everything? Why is it such a mystery? Why wouldn't the FBI make that public so we could all see it? We haven't seen it. There are so many questions here tonight about that. I mean, you would think that they would be releasing it. It shouldn't be a mystery. We should all see it. If there's nothing to hide there, put it out there. And Devin Archer wants to get access to it. Congress wants to get access to it. Congress will probably now subpoena that storage facility to get access to it. So hopefully they'll get it before the FBI will, because the FBI seems to be sitting on everything that could be negative to Hunter Biden these days. But that was interesting that there's apparently a whole bunch of documents to back up a lot of the stuff he's saying. Uh, So let's see it. So he's about to testify. And what happens over the weekend? Suddenly on Saturday, he gets a letter essentially coming 
from the Department of Justice basically goes to the U.S. Attorney's Office saying, you know what, maybe it's time that we call Devin Archer in uh, to potentially look at the prison time that he owes for tied to a prior prior case. He's got a secure a securities fraud case that basically is due to spend a year and a day in prison. And suddenly they decide to send him a note on a weekend, which is a so rare and B right before he's about to testify on Capitol Hill. That just stinks. That is a clear message to me of witness intimidation. Like you better watch what you say or else we have, you know, control over your fate. We have control over this other deal uh, that we did with you in terms of the time that you're supposed to do in terms of the penalty there. I mean, you don't, it's suddenly surprise, surprise. He suddenly hears from, you know, the prosecutor saying, we're thinking about going after you. I mean, that is just nuts. That is just insane. And that to me is clearly interference with a witness. And here's James Comer talking about that. You know, I don't know if this is a coincidence or if this is another example of the weaponization of the Department of Justice, but I can tell you this, the lengths to which the Biden legal team has gone to try to intimidate our witnesses, to coordinate with the Department of Justice, and to certainly coordinate with the Democrats on the House Oversight Committee to encourage people not to cooperate with our investigation, to encourage banks not to turn over bank records, to encourage Treasury not to let us have access to those suspicious activity reports. It's very troubling. And I believe that uh, you know this is a- another violation of the law. This is obstruction of justice. This is just another par for the course. And remember, there was somebody on the Hunter Biden legal team that pretended to be on the team of Congress saying, hey, could you pull out those files right before the Hunter Biden plea deal? Remember hearing? I mean, are you seeing a pattern here? This boy, these are like lousy uh, you know, uh, coincidences. That's the nicest thing I can say because this to me looks so transparent. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. And we'll take your calls when we come back. You're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. This is the Rita Cosby Show. And tonight on the Rita Cosby Show, some new figures just coming in about essentially how much President Trump has had to spend on legal fees as we are talking, of course, about President Biden. Now, remember, the new news is today, uh, basically, the gardener, the maintenance guy, was called in today uh, to testify, uh, basically, or at least to start his arraignment. It was basically deferred, if you will, uh, for I think it was about a week and a half. But this guy, who is now being charged as well, as well as Trump's key aide, Raul, uh, Walt Nauta. Now you got Carlos de Oliveira. 
I'm waiting again for the Domino's guy, maybe the newspaper guy, uh, maybe the guy who went in to fix the cable. Maybe he's going to be next. Um, but just to give you a sense of how much this is costing President Trump and his team, the former president, his political action committee has reportedly spent, get this, this is amazing, $40 million on legal bills since the start of this year alone. That is an incredible number. Uh, here we are, uh, you know, August tomorrow, and he has spent $40 million just with all of the different things that are happening between the New York case, between also, of course, the case that happened with the classified documents. Also, in addition to that, we think that Georgia is going to be coming sometime in August. We also think that the case tied to January 6th and the election process that could come probably one day this week. Apparently, the grand jury in that case is meeting tomorrow in D.C. So an indictment in that case could come. But think about that. Forty million dollars. And meantime, let's talk about all the money that the Hunter Biden family raked in, which at the end of the day, they believe it's probably going to add to beyond a hundred million dollars. Uh with a bit of policy changes. And we're already hearing some, the whole issue with the Ukrainian prosecutor. I mentioned the mayor of Moscow's wife. Somehow that guy and her were not listed on the oligarch list. That's actually pretty interesting. In other words, they were not sanctioned during all these issues that are going on now. Uh, That's why it's important to have a president who is not compromised. And right now it looks really bad against President Biden. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Tony, line one. Tony, your thoughts. Hi, Rita. Um, Before I say anything, can I read you a quote from this book that I'm reading? Actually, no. Actually, no. No, no, no. I don't want to hear a quote, but just I want to hear you. Okay. I think for him to say that he did not speak to his son, his own son, about his son's work is ludicrous. Because who in your listening audience has not talked with their parents about their lives, their work, their love, their their children, their everything. And he's going to say he's never talked to Hunter about his work. It's so ridiculous. It's laughable. Yeah, it just I agree with you, Tony. It doesn't make any sense. And especially they're close. They talk all the time. He says he's the smartest guy he knows. So, I mean, you sit and hear all these things. It, it, it defies logic. And now that we hear that they were on the phone, according to this guy, that there were multiple times they were on the phone with these rogue individuals. Again, uh, you know, if you're a, an honest broker, you're going to go, son, don't ever put me on the phone. It's like uh, with these crazy people again. This is dangerous for me. It's dangerous for you. And yet it happened apparently over and over again. Uh, thank you so much, Tony. You're great. Let's go to Pete, line eight. Pete, your thoughts, my friend. Hi, Rita. Thanks for taking my call. It wasn't me that was sleeping because I could never sleep here on your show because the show was a long oh, By the way, it was, yes, it was the Pete in New Hampshire, and we're going to call him out next oh, time he calls. Okay. But you know what? Okay, I Pete, really- Pete, the one time I will give him a break, Pete is a veteran, 
and I love him okay. for that. And I bet you okay. he was up super early to see if Ar- Devin Archer was going to walk in. So I have sympathy for him. <laughs> yeah, Norm, Norm called because he was worried about me. He knows I would never fall asleep during the show. Never, because- never. <laughs> no, <laughs> anyway, never, Pete, never. go ahead, Pete. Uh, with this thing with Biden. Now, the little excuse, I, if I understand right, they say that this gentleman who testified did not testify under oath. So that's like they're trying to not give credibility, but we know it's the truth because if anybody can't see that Biden is on the take, just do the math of what he made as a senator for all those years. Where did he obtain all this money? And he declared, what, $10 million that he received? I mean, that's like the pudding, you know, I mean, he didn't want to do any tax evasion, so he did the right thing. But it just says that he got $10 million from China as Trump would say. Yeah, and you know what, Pete, also, you bring up a great point because um, I was talking with uh, former federal prosecutor Brett Tolman, and Brett brought up the point that in that year, that was in 2017, suddenly there's this $10 million on Joe Biden's tax returns that he got that income. But like you said, he doesn't say where he got it from. So there are so many fishy, funky things going on here, Pete. I'm telling you, it doesn't smell right. And like you said, you put all these things together, you paint a very powerful picture. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Cosby is on. The Rita Cosby Show presents Support Our Heroes. And in tonight's Support Our Heroes segment, which we love doing every night here on the Rita Cosby Show, where we honor our great military and their families, a beautiful story coming from Omaha, Nebraska, where Omaha came together last Saturday to commemorate the end of the Korean War seven decades later. A veteran by the name of William Feed was one of the Korean War Army veterans honored. He was deployed when he was just 23 years old. And when he returned from battle, like many Korean War veterans, he was met with not much pomp and not much circumstance. He said, nothing special I can recall, uh, sadly, as he talked about his time returning home. But this past Saturday morning in Memorial Park in Omaha, Korean War soldiers were far from forgotten. Many people came out and honored their sacrifice, though that made by the soldiers who fought in the Korean War, those who returned And those who did not, along with also their families. And one of the attendees, a guy by the name of Rob Gibson, said, we get to live the life that we get to live because of everything that these brave veterans have done for us. By the way, more than 300 Nebraskans died in the Korean War. And how important it is to see these veterans appreciated and honored and also their sacrifice. Well, we are talking about President Joe Biden and this really powerful testimony that came from Devin Archer, who is a longtime best friend, 
now former best friend of Hunter Biden and also longtime business associate. And this guy, Devin Archer, is so key to the case because not only we've heard people say, well, I was told from somebody, the FBI informant said the Burisma executive told him that he was basically being extorted by Biden and by his son, five million for two different Biden family members. And he says he has audio tapes. But again, that's the guy being told from the Burisma guy. But in this particular case, it is directly from the mouth of Devin Archer. And after he says he's gotten threats to his family, that he had to be in hiding, he finally showed up on Capitol Hill and he told the members of the oversight committee that were present, as well as many of their attorneys, of course, and said, listen, this is what happened, that there were up to 20 times that I know I personally heard Joe Biden on the speakerphone when these rogue individuals were in the room and Hunter was selling the brand and the brand was his father, that there's no way that these people would have hired Hunter Biden if it wasn't for his father and the father would get on. It was sort of like the seal of approval, the stamp of approval. And it was part of the business deal that the father was the brand. And so when you hear just the interweaving of the Biden family and the fact that also Devin Archer went to the White House and he also met with the president. And at the time he was vice president. He was in charge of policy for a lot of these areas in the world. So what is he doing being put on the speakerphone? It defies common sense. If you listen to even the Democratic spin on all of this after the Devin Archer testimony, it defies, you know, just logic. What father is not going to say, hey, son, who are you putting me on the phone with? And the son was introducing. And at one point he says, yeah, it was very clear that the Burisma executives said that they needed help from Washington, from the highest levels of Washington. Hint, hint. Right. So they needed help. They wanted to get rid of this prosecutor. And as we all know, Joe Biden even bragged right after that about basically getting rid of the prosecutor. And suddenly all this money goes into the son's account. That is a pretty clear case of what is going on, a quid pro quo, a policy. Your father's in charge of this. He brags about getting rid of the prosecutors investigating Burisma. Why was he ever in charge of policy in an area where his son is doing business? Why didn't he tell his son, knock it off? This doesn't look good. This doesn't make me look good. It's not good for you. It's unethical. It's improper. What are you doing business with these people? You're taking how much money? What are you doing? Even if you listen to Joe Biden saying, I know nothing, it just it doesn't make any sense. He has clearly not been honest with the American public about his involvement with his son, what he knew of his son's business deals, and it makes him wonder what else is out there. Because clearly there's a lot more to the story because he's not telling everything. That is 1,000% sure. What are your thoughts, everybody? 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Here again is Congressman Dan Goldman. This is the Democrat. This is the spin that they're trying to make it sound when he walked out of a break during the Devin Archer testimony. Take a listen. Doesn't it contradict the president's statement saying that he never talked to any of Hunter Biden business associates? Clearly he talked, whether about the weather or whatever, but he said specifically that he's never talked to them. Doesn't this contradict them? I don't know what his comment is, and if we're going to, well, I don't, I don't, 
think that's what he said. He never said that he has never spoken to anyone. He said that he had nothing to do with Hunter Biden's business dealings. If he says hello to someone that he sees his son with, is he supposed to say, hi, son? Oh, no, I'm not going to say hello to the other people at the table or the other people on the phone. It's kind of a preposterous premise to think that a father should not say hello to people that the son are at dinner with. The son is at dinner with. And that is literally all the evidence is. All right. Just like when they came out, remember, after that FBI document and Jamie Raskin's like, oh, this is nothing here. Bah, 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 bah. And sure enough, it was a bombshell. It was the Burisma executive basically saying that he has 15 recordings, apparently, with Joe Biden, two with Hunter, and that the case is not a case closed, that it was being investigated, supposedly sent to David Weiss's office in Pennsylvania and Delaware area. And guess what? You haven't heard anything more about it, but the FBI found it credible. So if anything, it was even more of a bombshell. But yet they want us to believe that every single time he's on the phone, uh, he's talking about the weather. Uh, it can't be that exciting. Believe me. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Uh, let's go to Dave in Pennsylvania, uh, line six. Go ahead, Dave. Your thoughts about all this. Hey, hi, Rita. Uh, it sounds like that movie Escape from New York is turning into a prophecy. Now, I have this thought. I want to get I want to get your opinion. And if you grant me the time, I'd like to give to you a little ode to Biden that I made up very short to give to Ted and Stan. OK, here, yeah, let her rip. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, you want to hear that first? Sure. Whatever. But yeah, make it quick if you could, Dave. OK. Do you pinky swear to protect the Bidens, all the Bidens and nothing but the Bidens so help you, Beelzebub. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was pretty good. That was pretty good. Oh, that, now, where do you think you. it's going, Dave? Now that you got that out of your system. Well, I, I wanted I called it specifically to ask you a question because I want to get your opinion is about this. I, I'm I'm wondering um, why it is you know. Um, the, the big tech media companies, they are controlled by the FCC, which is controlled by the federal government. The uh, Republicans were always complaining that they don't get equal time in the media to air the, the other side of the, uh, of the situation. So the, my question is, why don't they ever subpoena them for, for testimony about this the way they did the, uh, the big tech giants like um, – Facebook and uh, Twitter. Why, why don't they ever call them on the carpet? And that will do a lot to highlight highlight the other side of the argument. What, what, what do you think? You know what? That is actually a really good point. You're right. They actually should be able to because they, you know, they pretend, especially ones that say that they are, quote, news. There's a difference if they're, a, you know, a opinion program. But for those who say that they are news, uh, you're right. It would be interesting. And, you know, it's only been, I feel like also, Dave, really in the last, you know, maybe 10 years or so, where now it, it looks like two different universes. And I noticed one thing tonight. I'm really glad you actually brought this up because I was watching NBC Nightly News earlier. And on NBC Nightly News, they didn't say anything about Hunter, uh, about Devin Archer. 
I mean, maybe they did towards the end. I watched most of the show. I'd say I watched 80, 90 percent. If they did, it was a blip. I don't think they did it at all. What I saw was nothing. And are you kidding me on a day like this? They're like breaking news. And I thought, okay, they're going to start with it. They're going to, you know, report it fairly. They didn't even mention he was there to testify. Uh, To me, they should be embarrassed because to not even say that this guy showed up and he testified to XXX. um, And I think that actually a lot of people could make a case. Uh, Obviously, the broadcasters have a lot of money. And there's a lot of ways they do have a subject to interpretation. Some of the network shows have more limited time than cable. I did notice, by the way, CNN was covering it, even though they had their sort of CNN spin on it. But at least to their credit, they were covering some of it. Um, But, you know, the networks could say, well, we only have X amount of time on the nightly news. We don't have a lot of time. We didn't think it was newsworthy. Um, You know, obviously, uh, you could beg to differ when you're dealing with somebody, the president of the United States. But that's a great point. They should actually try to do something like that at some point because it, it's like alternate universe. That's why I never blame people who if they watch some of these other networks all the time, they don't know a lot about a lot of these things because they're not exposed to it. You know, I mean, that's what happened right before the 2020 election. And it almost seemed to be par for the course today, uh, by the way, that the networks were not covering this testimony, which is shameful. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Stan. Line four. Stan, your thoughts. I think the networks did the right thing at the moment until there's actually something warrant to cover. Okay. As far as I'm concerned, uh, the gentleman testified. He heard uh, Mr. Biden on the phone 20 times. Is that correct? 20 times? He got actual yes. number. Yes. Interesting. Yeah, he, said, he, yeah, he said about he wrote 20. It down as he, okay. He said he was on the, what conversations did he hear? We didn't hear. He, all he said that he was on the phone, but he didn't say what the conversation, he's there. If this jerk is there, what did he hear? He didn't say anything in those meetings, right? Unless it's coming out in a couple of days. I don't know. He didn't say any, and that's the point. What did he hear? What did they get for their money? Did he get any money in terms of any of these deals? He didn't even say that. He testified, right? He said, you know, I got uh, $100,000. Uh, we closed the deal on selling tires to Ukraine or whatever. Or I got five. He didn't say anything. All he said was the president was on the phone. You don't know that. And that's the point. You don't know nothing because you don't know either. Stan, you don't know that. You haven't gotten nothing. You don't know it. What what we do know, Stan, if you can just kind of calm down because that's nice, you know, on a Monday. Um, But what we do know is that, indeed, Joe Biden was on the speakerphone, according to this guy, 20 times. And this guy would know he is Hunter Biden's former best friend, business associate, went to the White House. There's pictures of him with the president. He, Everybody knows they were really close, good friends. That's why this was so important. So, I, I mean, what we do know, even what I heard, as soon as I heard the Democrat, your friend, probably Dan Goldman, uh, the New York Democrat, right, who comes out and says, oh, they were on the phone and they were talking about the weather. Guess what? Anybody who has handled prosecution and investigative work 
uh, whether you're like an FBI, a former FBI guy or a former prosecutor who's dealt with those kind of cases, that is enough to go after the president of the United States. Even if all he did was talk about the weather, and I don't believe he did. I don't think you're I, I don't think you do either, Stan. I don't think you don't sit there and you go on the phone and say, hi, uh, dad, I want you to meet my Burisma executives. I want you to meet this rogue Chinese person who can barely speak English or this one with this heavy accent. Oh, where are you from? What, he didn't say, uh, son, you know what? Uh, God, that's interesting. That person sounds like from Ukraine. Hello, I'm, blah, blah, you know, I mean, you can just see the conversation. You think the pre- the father didn't ask the son? But even if you just believe what Dan Goldman said in and of itself, if it's just that, that could be enough. Because in a lot of cases, that is enough because he even he just had contact with them. The fact that he just had contact and you put it together with the, the incident reports that they got from the Treasury, from this FBI informant, people who don't know each other saying consistent things. That is enough, Stan. And that's why I'm saying it is, Stan. It is. I'm telling you, I've talked to many a prosecutor. It is. Said it yourself. I'm listening. You said it, that uh, they had to get something from it and so forth. What policies? You mentioned policies a couple of days ago. He fired the prosecutor. That major change. Oh, yeah. Oh, Stan. He fired fired the prosecutor. Come on. He fired the prosecutor who was investigating his son's corrupt business. That where he was making tons of money from. He testified he made that money. And then even Biden bragged about it that he fired the son. And it was days after one of these meetings. This looks damning, Stan. I mean, it, it looks so bad, Stan. Uh, this to me right now, you could absolutely prosecute him on this. You ask prosecutors who've dealt with cases, the fact that he was on the phone speaking when he said he didn't even know them. There's pictures of him standing next to the guy. You want to, what's your reason for that? They just happen to run into each other, but yet they happen to be on the same golf cart. What did he fall on top of him for a second? I mean, give me a break, Stan. You know, where's the tapes? You know, on the recording you mentioned. Yeah, let's Burita, see them. The guy has the tapes. He recorded them. Where are those tapes? That would be the whole game of wax. Where are those tapes? Do they exist? I don't think they exist. Let's find out. Right? We talked about that. Where are those tapes? By the way, I agree with you. The tapes would be extremely strong, but you have to see if they're legitimate, they're not doctored. But even now, with all these other pieces, it's a lot more than anything that they have laid against President Trump. Stan, I love you, though. Thank you. 1-800-848-9222. You're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. It's the Rita Cosby Show. So where is this going? My prediction is that President Biden will be called in. I do believe they're going to probably head to some sort of an impeachment inquiry. 
uh, unless they can find some independent, truly independent prosecutor. But if you go do a special counsel, well, guess what? It'll be appointed by Merrick Garland. And somehow I don't think that that's going to be the reliable route. I'm being facetious because no way in heck would that be the reliable route. Uh, and if it goes to Congress, they could say we would like to hear from the president of the United States. Uh, and I think we're getting closer and closer. Congress is on a break. They come back uh, in about a month. So they're going to have a month to kind of mull it over. Uh, this is typically what sort of happens during these breaks. Uh, there, you know, Kevin McCarthy has already come forward and said that that's where he has said it's rising towards that direction. I think, again, it catapulted today after Devin Archer. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Ernest, line six. Ernest, your thoughts. Hi, Rita. How you doing? Hey, uh, I was just calling to say, you know, sometimes when I hear Stan, he sounds just like Joe Biden when he gets nasty and stuff like that. And I was wondering if you could designate a time when Stan is on so I could tune out like I tune out Joe Biden. <laughs> <laughs> but the one thing I will say, Stan at least is cognizant. You know, I mean, I don't agree uh, with him, but but, but, but Biden, I don't even know if Biden nasty. even knows he's in the White House. He gets nasty about every little thing. I mean, it's just, uh, I'm sorry. But but you know what? It's good to get that kind of insight. It's good to know. You know what? Right, you know right, what's going right. on in Looney Kazuni land? And don't turn it off. You got It's good to know what. And I like to hear from everybody, Ernest, uh, the good, the bad and the Looney Kazunis. Uh, and you can judge for yourself which category stands in. <laughs> Thanks, Ernest, very much. Let's go to Eddie, line seven. Eddie, your thoughts, my friend. Yes, Rita. I, 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 give me some stand time here. Give, give me some. Uh, I don't think you don't have much time, but would you rather go to, go to dinner with Stan or me? <laughs> oh, that's an easy one. That's it. It depends. It depends who's buying me champagne. Are you or Stan? <laughs> uh, I, have, I have a friend. My friend Alex Demianos owns Pindall Vineyards. They have great. They have great champagne. I will All right, then you it's you. Spending. Then the answer is you. I, I, I will send you a champagne lady. I'll tell you. You are a lady. And I can tell America. I met Rita. She knew me from my voice, and you know she's lovely. I gave her a hug and kiss, and I winked at you, and I said, I'll see you on the radio. And then you said later on, Eddie was such a gentleman. Well, you are just incredible. I Can I do an advertisement right now? If you like Rita's show, listen to Cats and Rita at 5 o'clock in the afternoon, please. Thank you. Because yes, thank you. And and I have a ball with, with John Katz and the team. It oh is so much God. fun. So much fun. I met him. I met him. I, I, I had an offer for a radio station for him to buy. He goes, Columbus Day Parade, he goes, Here's my cell phone number. We've been friends ever since. Yeah, so, he is a great soul. Now, what do you think? Well, By the way, well, today, all the stuff was breaking real quick, Ed. Where is this headed? Where is it headed? I hope towards CNN and Kat buys it, and we can get this out to everybody. And everybody realizes what's going on, Rita, because Joe Biden is a waterfall of lies. You know what? That is a great point, that controlling the media, at least having fair and balanced in all sides... Which we certainly do here when we put Stan on. Uh, and having John, uh, if he gets CNN and he's expressed interest, who knows? That would be great. That would be amazing for media and America. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network.